are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to your favorite day of the week. This is Locked on NBA. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am not joined by Adam Morris. He is on an island. We were trying to figure out which island he's currently on. My guest, Ryan Morton, who does social for Phil the Sword, thinks he's on Jokic Island. I think he's on regular season matters island. It, it doesn't really matter. He's, he's living life way better than I currently am. I'm sitting in this dingy studio trying to, trying to talk basketball with somebody who is going to spend the majority of the podcast laughing at the peons who don't have LeBron James on their team. Ryan, how you doing? Um, it's, I'm good. I appreciate the chance to preen and yeah, you know, <laughs> I have, I have bones to pick. So <laughs> I can imagine. allow the, allow the airing of grievances to begin. I can imagine. So the way today's show is going to go, we're going to talk about whether, like if we should rethink the way that we analyze the regular season heading into the playoffs, given the way that the playoffs have played out to this point. And then we're going to talk about the Cavs and, and Celtics series specifically. I'm sure Ryan has his thoughts on how that'll play out. And then I'm going to we're going to preview uh Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets, but through the prism of who Ryan would prefer to see. And I'm sure we'll give our thoughts on how that series will probably play out there as well. Make sure you guys are following the show on Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, uh, Denver Stiffs, where Adam writes, this one I'm sure will make an appearance on, on Fear of the Swords social media, and you can find it on Lakers Outsiders and Silver Screen and Roll and through my social media. Um, all right, we'll start here. Heading into that Raptors Cavs series, the consensus to me seemed like all of the regular season data is pointing us in this direction, and yet it's still the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs, and yet it's still the LeBron James Cavs in the playoffs, and it is still LeBron James going against the Toronto Raptors. As you were watching it take place, like, did you just spend all of the games laughing at the people who overthought that 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 form of the analysis? Um, not the first half of game one. <laughs> the first the first half of game one was, oh, well, damn, you know, uh, we might have made some mistakes here. But after that, yeah, I mean, after they won game one, that that was a wrap. And, you know, I think and certainly the Raptors had every bit of data on their side um there there's levels of regular season teams you know is kind of the consensus i've come to in the last five or six years of doing this um you have young teams that need to build something that'd be like you know like the sixers this year you have middle of the road mediocre teams that need home court to have any kind of a chance hello to the milwaukee bucks hello to miami heat teams like that um, and then teams like the Cavs and this year's Warriors, I mean, they've been to three straight finals. They know who they are. The, the goal is not at all regular season success. The goal is to have everyone whole and healthy in the playoffs. So, and that is a, a tactic the Cavs had last year. But this year you also had, you know, a half dozen wrenches thrown into the system. Kyrie Irving wanted to be elsewhere. 
Um, the guys that they got for Kyrie Irving didn't necessarily want to be here in Cleveland, which is fine. Um, they also didn't fit. They're both massively undersized for their position, and you just, know it just 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 at Isaiah Thomas. Just <laughs> well, Jay Crowder was playing power. Jay Crowder was That's playing fair. power That's forward. Fair. He's six, you know he's six five, and when your center's Kevin Love, your power forward can't be six five. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, Kevin has utility, but he's not blocking shots and. Pairing him with another rebounder has always been an amazing success. Jay Crowder doesn't do any of that, you know. So it, it just—they didn't fit. It didn't work out. Um, their other point guards were 37-year-old Jose Calderon and Derrick Rose. So I mean, you, you combine a lot of different things. You know, they, they made some trades for guys that made a whole hell, hell of a lot more sense. Kevin Love gets hurt for about a month and a half. Um, those guys, you know, Larry Nance hurt his hamstring after having a string of amazing games. Uh, Rodney Hood hurt his back. Jordan Clarkson, I believe, is the only one that that consistently played, and he played well in the regular season. He hasn't yet in the playoffs, but they're already, you know, a team that's not trying to prove. They don't have anything to prove before June. So, I think when you run into that, and another example would be, you'll, you'll probably know off the top of your head, was it the two thousand Lakers? Which ones? The 2000 or the 2001? Because I know they basically punted the regular season as well. Oh, uh, as as they went as they went further into the uh, into the three peat, they just cared less and less about the regular season. So it would have been probably the 2001, 2002 Lakers that just didn't care at all, didn't even yeah. care a little bit. And I mean, what, what what are they supposed? It's a veteran team of old guys. You know, they all know what they need to do. They all know what the goal is. They all know that the game plans are going to change every series in the playoffs like you know i mean there's there's nothing for them in the regular season other than to stay in shape to get in a rhythm and to make sure they make the playoffs and that's that's really it i, I, uh, guess, I guess my my question though is like uh, look we've always known that the regular season especially in this era where you have the warriors and the Cavs, and then you know now you have the rockets and and i guess hypothetically and theoretically moving forward you have the the celtics and the sixers but the regular season has always kind of been a sham in the nba and i guess my, my question is like why why analyze the regular season why not just wait until like, beyond beyond like it is people's jobs to do that kind of thing? But why analyze this thing when you get to the postseason and it's a completely different game, and and you see these teams that you anticipate are going to rise to the to the top anyway, and you see them rising to the top anyway. So like, how do you carry that? How do you balance that out of doing your job and analyzing the regular season, or just? not overthinking things and looking ahead to where we thought was going, where we thought we would wind up the entire time anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's the struggle. Honestly, I have not written more than five articles <laughs> since the Cavs won a title in 2016. So, I mean, that was the ultimate, you know, what are we even doing here? I mean, that was positioned to be the greatest team of all time. There's no reason on paper, the Cavs should have won that series and boom here we are literally everything written all year is completely invalidated um so to me it just seems seem like a massive waste of time and that's kind of where i land you know what i look for in the regular season these days is things that are new you know the raptors they came up with a whole new style of basketball um they worked in some new role players 
you know, I, I think the regular season is a worthwhile analyzing ground for up and coming teams and emerging stars and emerging role players. But as far as, you know, and it's a pretty unique situation. I mean, we haven't had a team, a run like the Cavs. Well, I guess we have the Spurs did it for about a million years. So, and that's what did we always say about the Spurs? Oh, as soon as you count them out, they're back. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's same. It's, it's kind of the same we've always been. We just kind of, you know, fall into that rut, except the Cavs were so dysfunctional this year that that never happened. Um, cause, I mean, it's something new every single week, which is the joy <laughs> of, of being around that team. It was, it, was a, it was a great sitcom to watch from afar. All right, we're going to take a, a quick second. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to the series that, that will be in the Eastern Conference Finals between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. We'll do that here in a second. All right, so I know you're taking the Cavs. I don't think that's that's going to shock anybody. And I fired off this tweet today, and I was kind of surprised. I mean, anytime you, you fire off any kind of tweet regarding how you think a, a series might turn out, even though I didn't really even give my two cents on how I thought it would turn out, but there are there are two outcomes that would legitimately shock me, and they are the Celtics sweeping and the Cavs sweeping. Anything other than that is on the table. And it wouldn't really surprise me how that would turn out. Sell me on why the Cavs are going to beat the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sweep. I don't think it's likely, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and the why, I would say, is... Well, I mean, you have the obvious of they have LeBron, but the only team the Cavs have lost to is the Warriors and the only other team they struggled with was the Pacers and the common threads there are they have guys that can play Kevin Love straight up the Celtics Mm -hmm. don't the Raptors don't so you're gonna have Kevin Love at center um historically Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson have both shoved Al Horford in a locker every playoff series they've played Al Horford is one and 13 I believe no one in twelve. Sorry, they've only played twelve ga- or thirteen games. So he's one in thirteen. One in twelve. Uh, oh, I already yeah. I even corrected <laughs> that man. Sorry, I'm kind of fading a little bit here. Uh, been a long day, but uh, yeah. So he's he's one in twelve, right? Uh-huh. Um, and the one was that fluky game last year in a series where you know they were down by like sixty five at one point, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, their their best player has had no luck against this team, against two bigs that they still have on the team. And there's there's nobody to guard Kevin Love. You can't put Aaron Baines on him, or at least you shouldn't be able to. And uh, Morris has always proved to be too small. And once teams start scrambling off of that matchup, that's where you see guys like Corver and uh, J.R. Smith really take hold. Um, so when, when George Hill, LeBron and love are all on the floor, the Cavs are like a plus 35 net rating. Like they, the George Hill hasn't played a whole lot cause of his back problems. Um, and he missed three games in the Indiana series, which I think was underreported. So <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. But what? No, no, I just, I'm just, all right. So it's, it's you're really good at, 
at the 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 shade that you throw at people who who go oh. up against the who who you know dare question the greatness of of these Cleveland Cavaliers when like well that's not what I'm trying to do but I think it's silly right yeah like we're you know every single time that anyone has missed time it's always been well what's wrong I mean Kevin Love missed missed a yeah. month and a half he's an all star. And everyone's like, well, they're not going to beat anyone playing like this. Yeah, no shit. Kevin Love's on the sideline. Of course they're not. You know, and oh, man, why are they struggling with the Pacers? Well, I don't know. Their point guards are George Hill or not George Hill. Sorry, Jordan Clarkson and Jose Calderon. And Jose Calderon. Who, yeah. Who is he initiates the offense. He hits shots. But come on, he's 37 years old. You know, he's he's at the very, very end of the line. He's a serviceable regular season point guard. He'll get you into your offense. You can't put him in a playoff game. Um so I don't know. It's just like we, we look at this as static. Well, if LeBron's there, nothing else matters, which is fair enough. But it seems to be the only team that ever really happens to. Yeah, they, they, they need, in my opinion, LeBron needs somebody who can hit the open shot and also just not get not be a disaster on defense. And that was always the concern right. with Isaiah Thomas is he – one, he wasn't hitting open shots, and two, he's always going to be a disaster on defense. And and you look at Jose Calderon; he's thirty-seven years old. Okay, he can hit open shots, but he's going to be a disaster on defense. And and that was against Darren Collison of all people, right? Right. And 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 in situations where he was, he found himself switched onto Victor Oladipo for whatever reason. It was laughable to watch that take place. My thing here, my my thing here with these Celtics. And and it's kind of, I think I'm still going to take the Cavs, and, and I could take them in either five or six games. But the thing that, that does kind of worry me if I am a Cavs fan against these these Celtics is they have quite a few just kind of mid-sized guys who can stand in front of LeBron uh, in ways that, that people outside of OG and Anobi on, on Toronto – could not and you know it, and the other thing too is Toronto it shocked me I was watching that team play defense and it shocked me how often they just left guys open against Cleveland and that that's just yeah. like that's just that's defending just, a LeBron team 101 and I think and that I, Boston's Boston. going to be a little bit more disciplined against these Cavs I still think the Cavs are going to win but I think he'll he'll meaning LeBron and and these Cavs will probably have to work I, I hope they have to work at it a little bit more than they did against Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean they're obviously much better coach. Dwayne Casey's a, a very good coach. I think he's a very 90, good regular season coach. Yeah, I think ninety percent. I mean, what do we really know about coaching, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think ninety percent of NBA coaches are very good. You're not going to get up there if you're not really good at what you do. Um, Brad Stevens, I would say, is better. As much as it hurts me to even acknowledge that media machine. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Sixers, or the Sixers, the Celtics, their offense just hasn't been very good, right? Yeah, it does, and, it does break down pretty easily. Yeah. So, and now the Cavs, as an overall unit, have not been stellar defensively, but that starting five of George Hill, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, LeBron, and Kevin Love – has been very, very good. And, you know, they're, they're long, they're switchy. They're, you know, you have some 
Corver and Love are not as mobile as the other guys, but they're smart defenders. And and even Kevin has been playing some really good defense in the playoffs. Yeah, he so. was. He was very good, especially the second half of that Toronto series. He was very, very good. Yeah. So I, you know, if if they get that combined with LeBron, you know, he's at the doorstep of another Finals. He's smelling blood. He is, his game goes up every single series. Um, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they swept. I would probably pick them in five or six as well um, because the Celtics, you know, they have those games where everything clicks, and I could see him putting up in one. in Boston. Right. Yeah. Um, but LeBron relishes winning in Boston. So <laughs> It's also, also true. They, they, they win game one, and kind of like the Raptors series, they win game one, and you have no idea how that turns. Yeah. Yeah, I did. They, I that was the one scenario that was kind of sh- played out or, or that played in, out in my head, and, and the only scenario that I could see a sweep taking place is if you know I think it'll be close. Game one, I think will be close, and if if Cleveland wins game one, then the sweep is legitimately seriously on the table. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to talk about Ryan's favorite topic: the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> All right, so I, I, we, I tease that we are going to ask you which team you would rather face. I think there's two ways of answering it for you, though, right? Like, I think you want to face the Warriors because no. that's, that's how this rivalry is kind of played out. But you also would rather no. face the Rockets because you, win a win, you want to win an NBA title. Yeah, I, I'm sick of the Warriors, man. <laughs> like, you know, and it's, it's all fine and good. But if KD wasn't in the equation, like I, I think LeBron, Kyrie, and Love against Steph, Clay, and Dre was kind of that rivalry. And the addition of Kevin Durant and the subtraction of Kyrie Irving, like it just doesn't feel the same. Um, obviously, there's a talent gap. You know, you'd have to be a moron to think that they're comparable talent-wise. So that does factor into it. But mostly, I'm just, I mean, three in a row is a ton. Like, two in a row was too many, right? You know, the, the Lakers played the Celtics back-to-back, didn't they? And it's like, man, get me out of here. Um, uh, they, they played, they, they got their butts kicked, and then they put, beat the Magic, and then they played the Celtics in 2010. Oh, okay. And, won, and it was great. Um, yeah, so it wasn't back-to-back. Three in a row is too much. Yeah. Like, like, we're sick of each other. Their jokes are terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, I don't need it. Uh, I would pick the Warriors in five. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went longer or if Houston found a way to pull it out. But, I mean, one team has four all-stars, four all-NBA caliber talents. The other team has two. Um, and that's, I mean, it's the playoffs. That's what defines these games most of the time. So clearly I would rather face the Rockets just because they have less all NBA talent on their team. And it'd be something new. Like playing the Warriors is old, man. Do it every year. Sick of being called poverty. Get another, (laughs) get a second joke for the love of God. Um, who who so, do you who do you think I mean who do you think comes out of that series though because it, it it gets it gets back to the same thing we've been talking about all show right that the regular season data tells us Rockets but 
the actual matchups and and thinking about the two teams going up against each other in this kind of series in this kind of setting uh tells us warriors right and and i guess oh absolutely and and that's kind of how i i felt about the 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 toronto and and cleveland series before and now i did i wouldn't have predicted a sweep there in that series but i i would have predicted cleveland coming out of that series and and coming out fairly handily I feel the same way about this this Golden State Rockets thing that like the Rockets are fun and and Clint Capella has had a, a really fun and a, and a good playoff run but but you're talking about probably the best team ever assembled in Golden in, in Golden State and no matter right. they they since they've gotten Durant I don't think they've seen a game six yet right and no, no it's hard it's hard um, for me it's lost. hard for me to go it's hard for me to think that like game six is going to happen. All out of uh, against, even though the Rockets have been really good and, and they are really explosive, but I just don't think the way the Rockets play is how you beat the the Warriors. Yeah, um, and you know Chris Paul, he's a great defender, but he's still six feet tall. Yeah, and they're gonna find ways to get KD on there. Paul will do about as well as you expect, but I mean, yeah, you know they they coast through the regular season. They had some injuries. They're all whole now. Steph might not be 100%, but he's on the court. So if you're on the court, you get zero slack. That's just how it goes. You either sit out with an injury or you're on the court, and there's no, you know, there's nothing to talk about. Um, and with him on the court, he's still playing well, and they're still playing well. So they're too big. They have too much shooting. You know, the Rockets are going to need big series from Mbamute and pj tucker and clint capella and yeah i think capella's up for it but i also wouldn't be shocked to see the warriors play him right off the floor like yeah I, well that's the um, thing is that like i kind of chuckled when you said they need big series from mba mute who has been good this year i'm, I'm not i'm not insulting mba mute and and you said pj tucker and and <laughs> Sorry, i mean that's man. right though right it is it like, is I, it is like that's, you know they they use those two that's Gerald the, Green, but that's and how Trevor felt, Ariza. But that's that's how I felt against uh, with with LeBron going against Toronto. Right? Was that I was told all season that oh Toronto's bench is this much better and and look at this OG Anunoby who did play well against LeBron, like as as well as you can uh, you could hopefully predict as an optimist uh, if you're a Raptors fan. But it really just comes down to wait. You're telling me Pascal Siakam and. OG Anunoby and CJ Miles are going to be the difference between the Raptors who have historically struggled and, and gotten are literally owned, not literally, but figuratively owned by LeBron James. That's going to be the difference. And, and now I'm being told that that PJ Tucker is going to be the difference between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. I just I'm not seeing it, man. And I think I, I think we're going to, you know, it's the same thing with the Celtics and, and the Cavs so that. Jason Tatum was really, really good and is going to be really, really good in this league. But he's not ready for for postseason LeBron. Jalen Brown's not ready for postseason LeBron, and that's after having seen him for a year. And I think right. that's really what it comes down to. And, and that's kind of the theme of this entire show here, right, is that all of the, the analyzing we can do from throughout this regular season just kind of comes down to let's not overthink these things. There's a reason LeBron has been – or, or what was the stat that we were talking about before we went – 
live here that over it's like all the way back to 1999 or 1997 or something you've yeah. got tim duncan Shaq, uh kobe, kobe or lebron lebron and yeah i mean you could spice you know the the current warriors or Dwayne wade or dirk in there because they've all been in in at least two but those four players kobe Shaq, duncan lebron every finals going back to the 90s every single one um yeah. and at the end of the day it's the players league you know nobody's gonna pick a coach over any player um because there's a lot of players that have been to the finals and you know so what a crappy poll if you were so inclined to make such thing um <laughs> but yeah it's at the end of the day you have to sit down and say all right there's rest in between every game one who has more talent and the Warriors have more talent than anybody and the Cavs have more top end you know if things break right the Cavs are, should have the two best players in their series and the Warriors should have four of the six best players in their series mm. and that's what it comes down to you know you say hey who has who has the best you know x number of players and that team almost always wins yeah I completely agree all right so we'll look ahead to I, I'm predicting we'll get Chapter three of of Warriors and and war, uh, Warriors and and Cavaliers. Ryan, chapter thank you. four. Chapter four. Oh yeah, you're right. Chapter yeah. four. God, <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's really too bad because like you have like the greatest player, in my opinion, the best player ever in LeBron, but you also have him going up against the best team ever. And unfortunately, the best player ever just just hasn't been able to get that the kind of help that you need to go up against the best team ever. But we'll I mean, see how it all turns out. That's the league, right? You need that little flash of, of luck in the pan of just happening to be there when cap smoothing goes in. The Cavs already had all their big salaries doled out. And that's not to say that it didn't take a lot of amazing skill you know, to, to craft that team. But we all know every bit of sports is luck. You know, someone opts out of a contract they shouldn't have, or you get cap smoothing declined when Kevin Durant's going to be a free agent. Like, and you get up, and a, it, yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Yep, I completely agree. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you very much for hopping on with me. Uh, I'm 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 a Laker fan, so I'm rooting like hell against the Boston Celtics, uh, even if that means extra smug Ryan Morton. You guys can follow him on on Fear the Sword social media. And on fearthesword.com, they do great work over there. Ryan, what's your what's your personal Twitter at? I'm I'm afraid to hand this out, but what's your personal Twitter at? Uh, it's my name. It's Ryan underscore Morton. M O U R T O N. There you go. So uh, follow him at Ryan underscore Morton and at Fear the Sword. I'm at Anthony Irwin LA. Uh, enjoy kind of a weekend and kind of a break from basketball. And when we get back to it, we have I, th- I still think that the two series are going to be interesting in their own rights. But I, I think both Ryan and I are on the same page that it winds up being Cavs, Warriors, and then eventually yet another Warriors title. Have a great weekend, wow. everybody. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll talk to you again next Friday. That's sigh, man.